Hello, friends. Welcome back to a fresh holiday episode for Evolve Higher Podcast. It feels so good to be in this space right now, um, just recording and talking with you. And I'm really excited to get into today's episode because a lot of you had so much uh, input in it. And it was really fun to kind of come up with what I'm going to talk about with you all and knowing what you want to hear. And it's perfect that it's a holiday episode all about the holidays um, because Christmas is just eight days away. Well, by the time you listen to this, Christmas will be just six days away, I think. Um, I've taken a little bit of a break from the podcast. That certainly wasn't my intention. I ideally would like to put out a new episode for you guys every Thursday morning and it's just been, it was, it was a challenging season and it was also busy and sometimes it wasn't busy. I just didn't feel like sharing. And I think that's probably the hardest part for me if I'm being real about this and why it took me so long to do it is because I want to, I want to do it right. You know, I want to be consistent with it and put out content every week, but it's hard for me to want to share every week. So Anyway, thank you for bearing with me. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode. If you follow me on Instagram, which you probably do, I feel like that's how a lot of you are directed to this um, platform. I put out a question, you know, I kind of shared with you that I've been, my brain has been so scattered. I don't know what to talk about. What do you guys want to hear? And I had such a high response of people asking me to talk about how to cope with the chaos of the holidays and also tangible new year's resolutions and goals. So I'm going to hold off on the new year's goals, um, setting tangible goals for the new year's until next week's episode one as a way to hold myself accountable to do it. And two, just to kind of take these big holidays step by step and It'll be really special next week. I'll I'll give you really good tools. I'll do a short meditation that you can do on New Year's Eve and uh, some journal prompts too. But anyway, I am really excited to talk about the holidays because I, I know that it can be a really challenging time for a lot of us, most of us. And I just want to acknowledge, you know, I don't know if this podcast is going to trigger you maybe probably not if if the holidays trigger you then you're probably already having kind of a hard time with all the holiday ads and things everywhere but um i just want to acknowledge that i know that there are a lot of people out there who have a really hard time during this time of year it's not holly and jolly for everyone some people don't have family to spend it with some people feel you know they're in a financial rut and they feel really burdened by the expectation of gift giving and they have children. Some people have really toxic family. And so it's not this warm, happy feeling of getting together with relatives. And I just want to acknowledge that I see you and I, I certainly don't think that this is a super happy time for everyone. I I know. And, um, I, I also want to say, you know, I'm not a therapist, (laughs) if you didn't know. So the, I'm going to share some 
tools with you from my little spiritual toolbox that has helped me with the holidays and continues to help me with the holidays if I'm having a hard time. But they are all projections of my own experience. And I've had kind of a unique experience with holidays, as a lot of us have. And so I just want to share a little bit about that first because we don't all have the same experiences from, you know, Christmas and all of that. And, and so that makes it, it's just going to change how I offer those tools to you. So I used to be a little bit of a Grinch. I'll, I'll rewind. So I moved. If you didn't know, if you know me, which I feel like a lot of people listening on here know me, but if you don't, I wasn't born in the States. I was born in Iran and I moved to Dubai when I was really little. I lived there for five years and then I lived in um, this little country near like Russia. It's called Kazakhstan. I lived there for like a year um, and then I moved back to Iran and I lived there. And all of that is just my dad's jobs. He had a lot of international work that he did. So um, I moved around a lot. And in the countries that I lived in, Christmas wasn't like a huge thing. Looking back on it, I think that Christmas probably was a, was a thing in Dubai. Um, but my parents and I never did like the Christmas tree. And I didn't care because the friends that we had in Dubai, the family friends that we had were Iranian too. So quick background in Iran, they don't do Christmas. They celebrate what's called Eid, which is the Persian new year. And it's like, it's like Iran's Christmas. We decorate, there's lights and joy everywhere. We give tons of gifts and money. And, um, there's like a lot of family get togethers, a lot of parties and just like it is with like Christmas without the tree. Um, So that was always my experience everywhere I lived. We didn't really do the Christmas thing and until we moved to the States. And when we moved here, I was like nine. Yeah, I was nine. So I think my parents, you know, when when you're a kid and you're foreign, you already stick out like a sore thumb. You know, I was... Everybody in my school knew that I was foreign. I I don't want to say I was an outcast. I mean, I had friends, but I was definitely bullied a lot. And um, just in like third through fifth grade after that, I didn't let anybody fuck with me. But (laughs) um, up until then, anyway, I, my point is that you already, you're already sticking out so much. I just wanted to be a normal kid. And Christmas was just like another thing that I didn't fit in about. You know, I already, my mom packed me like funny lunches for school because she made like Persian food instead of like peanut butter jelly sandwiches, like all the other kids' parents. And, you know, I, I just, and I looked I looked foreign. I mean, hopefully I still do, but, (laughs) um, anyway, I already stuck out and Christmas was just like another thing that I didn't, I wasn't a part of because all my friends would go on Christmas break and they would, you know, their families would come into town. And I was already feeling really alone at that time because all I have in, uh, the States is my parents, 
My mom's cousin is out here. We're not very close with them though. So we did for the first year for Christmas, we got a tree. Uh, one of my first friends that I made, her mom gave my parents a lot of ornaments. Um, so we had like donated ornaments on the tree, which was really nice of them. And we did Christmas with my mom's cousin and we did that for like a couple years. And then they kind of, I don't know, whatever. We're not very close with them anymore. And and it, like every year, Christmas became less and less. So the first year we did the tree, they did the gifts. The second year we had, we had an artificial tree and my dad kind of started <laughs> complaining, like, why are we even doing Christmas? Like, we don't do Christmas. This isn't our thing. And as a kid, like I get it, but it looked so magical all in the, in the Christmas movies and all those things. I, that's all I wanted was family to be together and do Christmas things and drink hot cocoa and wrap gifts and whatever. And the biggest thing about Christmas and about Thanksgiving and just the holidays that was a bummer for me actually wasn't the gift. It was just the lack of family. You know, we didn't have this like Christmas dinner with everyone. And, um, I just didn't have that. It was sad. And, I always wanted that. I always wanted just a normal Christmas where you wake up and then you open gifts and, you know, there's, then you have like a Christmas dinner with family and it's so fun. You play games with family, you're around them and it's so joyful, so holly and jolly. So when I was a little, I wanted it. And then I kind of started getting grinchy when, because eventually my parents didn't do a tree. They didn't do anything. And it was because I didn't, ask them anyway. I didn't show any interest. I was kind of like, fuck the holidays. I don't care. We don't have family to celebrate with anyway. Like I just didn't care. So as I got older, um, I just turned into a Grinch. I was like, this is a dumb holiday anyway. And whatever. Um, and I spent a couple of Christmases with an ex-boyfriend I had. So I kind of experienced Christmas in that kind of way a little bit. And, you know, which my dad didn't like because I wasn't even allowed to have boyfriends. But <laughs> but really what turned the holidays into a magical time for me was when I moved out. And it wasn't because my parents were negative about the holidays. It, I mean, you can't blame them. It's not their holiday. It's, I mean, it's hard for them to. And it's not like they don't like Christmas. They appreciate Christmas. My parents are so family oriented. They love the spirit of it. Uh, I think they just weren't sure what to do because the biggest part that I was missing wasn't necessarily the treat anyway. It was, it was the family and the warmth and the closeness and the togetherness. So my first Christmas that I moved out, I decorated my house super Christmassy. I made my apartment look so cute and I hosted Christmas. I had my parents over for dinner I had my mom's cousin over and like one of their little family members or something. And it was tight. I mean, it was in my tiny little condo, but it was so cute. And it was so fun because I was hosting it. So I got to like get into the spirit of Christmas. I got to cook for everyone. It was really fun. And after that, I, you know, Ryan and I, I think we're engaged were we engaged? I think so. I think we got a, I think we were engaged for our first Christmas. Yeah, we were. 
So um, then we started doing stuff with my parents and his parents. And that has been really such a blessing for me. It's been something that has been like missing um, for me is just, it's like that Christmas I always wanted. And I get to experience with my new family, Ryan's family and with my parents. So the first year uh, we, I think the first year before we were married, we just split our time with my parents and his parents. And then the second year we just decided to do everything together, which has been a lot more fun. So, um, I think we did like Christmas dinner at Ryan's mom's house, maybe all of us together. And then the year after that, I started hosting Christmas Eve. So, which was just last year. So we hosted Christmas Eve at our house last year. We're going to do it again this year. I think, um, my sister-in-law, And I are going to switch off Christmas. So I think she's hosting it this year and I would love to host it next year. So that's just so fun to me, like switching off hosting. I, I love hosting and I love Christmas time now. And I can't think of anything more special than having everyone together, which is why we do Christmas Eve because my parents come up to stay with us for the night. Ryan's family comes over and it's so warm and nice. Um, we were really missing my brother-in-law last year because he was deployed. And that's another thing that I think sucks for a lot of people during the holidays is like when their loved ones are deployed, it definitely, um, it's, it's not the same, but, uh, anyway, my point is that it's been an evolution for holidays for me. I went from like being really eager to being really disappointed for a really long time, pretty much until Ryan and I got married and then starting to experience Christmas in the way that I've always dreamed of experiencing it. Now with that, there's still struggles that everyone has. And so when I originally asked you guys what you want me to talk about, you you asked me to talk about the chaos of the holidays and I wanted to get more specific. So I messaged a lot of you back and I said, what feels chaotic? for you about the holidays. And then I decided to just put it out as a question because there was a lot of you. (laughs) Um, And it was a mixture between expectations to show up everywhere, toxic family members, and the chaos of just like a lot of family and a lot of gatherings, and the financial burden of gift giving. Which, like, I I have seen, um, I've seen all of those in what people, like my friends, have shared with me about why the holidays feel so challenging for them. So, I'm going to start with the burden of gift giving because, not not that giving gifts is a burden, but I think during the holidays, we kind of turn it into one. Sometimes hope, I mean, hopefully we don't, right? But I think a lot of times we turn it into one. And I'm going to start with that because that's the one that that's, that's the chaos that resonates with me the most. Um, We don't have a super big family and I personally don't really feel overwhelmed with um, like family gatherings or like holiday parties and stuff. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I think that 
And this is probably a really unpopular opinion, and I don't care if you don't agree with me because it's just my opinion. And I I formed this opinion last year. I think it would be really awesome if every year we all gave each other one gift. I think that that would be so amazing and fun. Because one, we would save money. Two, that one gift, think about how intentional and beautiful that one gift would be. And the person receiving it would know how intentional that gift is. And you giving it would be so excited about it because it's a really thoughtful gift. And there wouldn't be this worry or this fear of, and I've heard this so much, I hear it every year, but especially this year of like, I don't know what to get my blah, 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 because they always spend so much on me. And I don't know if, if, I don't know if I got them enough. There's like this lack mentality around the holidays, which is fucking crazy because there is an abundance of everything. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know if I got enough. I don't know if I spent enough. And like, I get it because I've, I've definitely been there, but I, that's, that's just my opinion. I would love it if you know, we all just gave each other one gift. Now I'm not crazy. I know that there are a lot of you parents who want to buy your kids tons of stuff. And of course you do. You want to like spoil your kids. And I don't, I'm not like shaming anyone for wanting to do that. And I don't care if you want to be the type of person who buys 50 gifts for one person, knock yourself out. But you, you have to understand that when you kind of set that standard, it can be um, stressful for someone on the other end of that who maybe can't afford that or doesn't want to spend that much. And then you might also make the argument of like, well, that's not their problem. That's just how they celebrate. Like they shouldn't have to give less maybe to accommodate someone else and whoever else is receiving it should just like not care and know that Whoever's gifting them all these gifts isn't expecting that many in return. And I know there's a lot of dynamic too between like parents and kids. Even as you get older, like generally the parents give a lot more gifts or more expensive gifts or whatever than the kids do. At least that's how it is in um, mine and Ryan's family. But it, it just gets harder the older you get because you have like stable funds now. And, oh, hi, Presley. I'm on my bed and I'm definitely cuddling my dogs um, as I'm recording this podcast right now. But it, I think it can get challenging to get over the pride of, well, I won't speak for everyone. For me, it's really hard because I have a generous soul. And if I could, I would want to buy my mom like a jet. I would want, you know, I would, I would, I would love to gift everything my family's heart desires. Not that my mom wants a jet, but I would love to be super generous financially. And I think what's scary is we live in a time where we can be. Okay. So we, and I know a lot of people do this, they ball out on the holidays. And they put everything on their credit cards and then they pay it off throughout the year. And if you're happy doing that, then do that. That seems fucking crazy to me. And I'm sorry if that offends anyone, but that just seems fucking crazy. 
Because why? Is it really more joyful to open more gifts on Christmas? Is that really what's fueling your happiness for Christmas? And and are they all really intentional gifts? Or at, at one point, are you just filling up more and more things so that there are more things for them to open? I mean, it's it's such a hard line. It's such a hard line. I love giving gifts. I love shopping for gifts. I love like finding things that I know someone would love. Um, but this has been a big thing for me for Christmas too. Cause normally I'm like, I am just going to ball out. And last year, and, and like I was saying, we all can, we all have credit cards. We can easily just put things on our credit cards and like pay it off little by little. Um, that just seems crazy to me. I don't personally like to live my life like that financially. I don't think it's super wise. And, you know, I don't care what you do. I'm not, I'm not here to judge. I just would like to encourage everyone to set themselves free from the mentality of more and more and stuff and things and shit. Like anyway, so last year, we always have a very abundant Christmas with our families. And last year I kind of made the decision that next year, as in this year, we would be a lot more intentional with the gifts. And um, Ryan was like, yeah, that seems like a great idea. Because last year what was happening was I kept thinking like, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. As if the person receiving the gift is going to think I don't love them as much (laughs) because they got five things instead of seven things, you know, which is just ridiculous. So I think part of, um, part of relieving yourself of the financial burden of gifts is to just get over your pride of feeling like you have to spend a certain amount or give a certain amount so that the other person thinks that you love them because that is crazy. I mean, listen to how crazy that is. Um, and another part of it is letting go of the fear of someone thinking you're not good enough or that, like I said, that you don't love them enough to spend enough because people, I don't think maybe there are people out there who think like that, but I really doubt it. I really doubt that your aunt Becky is pissed off because you didn't spend a bunch of money on her for Christmas. So, um, and, and I don't know about you, but I like I like to feel like really secure after the holidays. And I feel like after the holidays, all you hear is people talking about, oh, they spent so much and they need to relax for a couple months. And I don't like to live like that. I want to be able to like spend money whenever I want throughout the whole year. I don't want to worry about, oh, I can't. I just, you know, maxed out my credit card. And so I can't do anything for the next two months. That's just crazy to me, you guys. We're causing ourselves so much stress for what to prove what I mean really so one of my new year's goals last year was to be more intentional with just the way I live and so part of that was getting really intentional about gift giving around the holidays so we do secret santa at the yoga studio which I love um and so I I don't generally buy everyone, everything. I usually get like a close friend, something really intentional. And then the secret Santa person that I get. And for family this year, Ryan and I talked about it. 
And we originally decided that we were going to buy just one thing for everyone. And we felt really comfortable with that. Like, we're not going to be last minute, you know, freaking out that we didn't get enough because that's definitely how I was last year. And it's just going to be a really relaxed holiday. We can just focus on how excited we are to be with family and, you know, how fun it is to all be together and just enjoy the season. And we have, we haven't done just one gift for everyone. I mean, I don't know if any of my family members are listening to this right now, so I don't want to like give away anything, but sometimes it's just hard because for some people you just want to like get them more, (laughs) but we definitely kept it regardless of the quantity of things we got for each person. We kept it low key this year. And one of the things that helped me was making a list. So 25 minutes in, and I'm just now giving you a tool from my toolbox. Make a Christmas list and write down everyone that you need slash want to get a gift for. So on my list, it was my parents, Ryan's family, and not everyone in the family. You know, like I'm not going to get every single cousin and every single person a gift. And that should be okay. Like, you know, it's, and, and there are like some people in your family that get you stuff. So sometimes you feel like you should get them stuff. And there are some people who make it easy. They don't get you anything. So you don't get them anything, whatever, however you do it. I made a list and then I started writing out what I wanted to buy that person for Christmas. So before I even started my Christmas shopping, I made a list of everything I wanted to buy everyone. And most of it was just one thing with like maybe one or two small things added to it. Um, But that's been a really good way to keep me super relaxed, not stress about financials, um, and feel really good about the gift I'm giving. I want to feel really good about the gift I'm giving that this wasn't a, I guess I'll just buy them this to get it over with gift. This is a gift that I really thought you know, I think this person would enjoy this. I got this with them in mind. And I've done that for for every gift this year. And this year has felt a lot lighter for me. So um, make a list. Check it twice. Just kidding. Make a list um, and, and, and just release your fears of it not being enough. And don't let yourself buy more than what is on the list. Stick to the list. No one's going to be mad at you. No one's going to think less of you. No one's going to think you don't have money. I think that's that's another thing is a lot of times it's like, oh, I can't buy gifts. I don't have money. Which is like, even if you have the money, it doesn't mean you should spend all of it on the, on Christmas. So that's another thing. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you have to spend it all on Christmas. You don't dip into your savings to buy people Christmas gifts. That's crazy. Um, Another idea is to make something. I've gifted a couple of people um, goodies from my shop, um, like mists that I've made for Evolve Hire. Um, I've gifted a couple of people those, and that's like a thoughtful gift that's from the heart that I made. And that's a really sustainable price for me. So that's another idea um, for financially relieving yourself of the burden of gifts. And, you know, this is all so that the season is more enjoyable for you and whoever you're celebrating 
it with. I, I, there's energy in everything we give and everything we do. And if you're taking your time and mindful about what you're purchasing and mindful about what you're gifting, it's going to energetically feel so much more beautiful than something that you stress bought with money that you don't have or money that you were saving or money that you put on your you know credit card to purchase. Um, and so it's all about the intention of your gift transfers well into the energy of your gift and how that person receives it as well. So keep that in mind. I'm going to take a quick break um, and then I'll be back to touch on the other holiday chaotic things that maybe I can help you deal with. And we're back. So hopefully what I shared with you about holiday gift giving resonated. I forgot to mention that another great idea that I know a lot of people do is um, the white elephant game where instead of buying every single person something, you all just get one gift and you play white elephant. If you don't know how to play it, Google it. It's super fun and it's a really good way to celebrate togetherness and family Um, and it gets really silly and fun. So that's another good idea if your family's on board with like not buying gifts and just doing, just doing that. Another big thing that people said keeps them from enjoying the holidays is challenging family members and toxic family members. So I hear this a lot from people and I just, I see you. Um, I'm sorry that it's hard and I'm sorry that You have to experience people like that during a time that's supposed to be really warm and comforting. Um, I, I don't have an easy like fix for this, but something that I would encourage you to do to protect yourself from these situations is to create really strong boundaries. So there's a difference between, there's like different types of varieties of relatives within the, you know, quote unquote, like challenging relatives um, pot, right? So there's like the relatives that are, you know, toxic. They don't make you feel good. They are, you know, maybe giving you shit for your job or maybe every time you see them, they say, oh, you don't have kids yet or, oh, you're not married yet. That's shitty. Um, there are also relatives that maybe they're not saying anything bad to you. Maybe they're super sweet and kind and loving, but they drain your energy because they are always complaining or they're very negative or, um, maybe they're like dragging you into their shit or, you know, there's like those types of relatives. And I think that it's, actually easier sometimes to set boundaries with the toxic relatives than it is with like the complaining negative relatives because when someone is toxic when someone's outwardly and blatantly shitty to you 
it's a lot easier to say, I don't feel comfortable with the questions you're asking me, or I don't want to talk about that, or I came here to enjoy time with family, or I'm not enjoying our interaction right now. And to protect my space, I'm going to have to go. Or I need to step away from this re- from this conversation or interaction. Or please don't give yourself permission to talk to me like that. It's easier because they are being shitty to you. So it's easier to set boundaries with people like that. I think where we have more challenge is people who are not necessarily outwardly like awful. They just drain our energy. They're energy vampires, right? They suck the energy out of us. They're always talking about maybe negative shit or whatever. And we feel guilty sometimes about setting boundaries with those people because they're so nice to us and they're so kind to us and they don't make us feel like shit. They don't point out that we're not married or that we don't have kids or whatever um, or that we still live at home, like whatever it is that's triggering for you or sensitive for you. And I'm here to tell you not to feel guilty because your energy is sacred and special and it's really important, especially during this time of year where there's a lot of chaos, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of interactions, there's a lot of space to be held for yourself for everyone. It's really important to conserve your energy now more than ever. I mean, it always is, but now more than ever. And you owe it to yourself to enjoy your holiday. You know, you're there. Maybe, I mean, maybe the the toxic relatives are your parents, hopefully not, but you're there to see like your parents or, you know, if not them, like other family members that you're excited about seeing, or you're there to like enjoy your holiday too. And you don't owe your joy um, or your energy to anyone if they are stealing that away from you. So if you're feeling like you got stuck talking to Aunt Becky, sorry, I keep talking about Aunt Becky. Sorry, Aunt Becky, if you're if you're an Aunt Becky and you're listening to this. You know, if you're stuck talking to her and she's going on and on and on about her life's burdens and, you know, whatever. But you love Aunt Becky. She's so nice. Yeah, but that's still being toxic and that's still being selfish. Someone who dumps their shit on you shamelessly, that's still being selfish. That's not fair to you because no matter how strong of a person you are, when you sit there and you just absorb someone's hard shit or negativity or whatever it is, it's going to affect you. After that conversation, it's going to affect you. You might not notice it right away, but it does. It's all an exchange of energy. And it's not fair for anyone to shit on yours. So I know it's hard and I know this isn't like a, just do this and the holidays will be easier for you. But boundaries, man, boundaries will save your life. They will save your relationships. They really will. And I know it's hard, but start now. Like just practice in the mirror, practice out loud. Um, For conversations like that, where it's people you really care about, but they drain you, I like to start off by thanking them. I really appreciate you sharing this with me, Aunt Becky. I know that it's challenging for you, and I'm I'm really glad that I can hold this space for you, or I'm really glad that you feel comfortable coming to me. But I I really am not, and I really don't have the energy for this, or I really don't have the space right now, 
or I would love for us to, you know, just enjoy being together right now. Or did you try my mom's apple pie? Or look how big little Jimmy is getting. Isn't he so cute? You know, like steer the conversation to something positive instead. And those are the ways that I think we can, for lack of a, lack of a better word, train people um, in how they interact with us. Because if every time Aunt Becky throws shit in your face and you say, I really appreciate you sharing this with me, but I really can't talk about this right now. I really don't have the space for this right now. It's really hard for me to talk about this right now. Or if you want to take it a step further, sometimes I feel, Aunt Becky, that after we have a conversation, I feel really drained because the things that you share with me, they really weigh heavy on me. And I'm looking for a light, happy, joyful conversation with you. I would really like to enjoy the holidays with you in a really joyful way right now or in a really positive mental space right now. Or you can instead, like I said, direct the conversation to be more positive. Like, what's been a highlight for you this year? Or, you know what has been really making me light up lately is this book I read or is this thing I did? Or, you know what brings me a lot of joy is journaling or yoga or whatever it is. And there are ways you you can take control of your energy and your presence You do not, no matter who it is, I don't care if it's your aunt, your mom, your grandma, your dad, you are absolutely allowed to step away from conversations and interactions that are draining to you, that make you feel heavy and shitty afterwards, that don't make you feel good. It is your birthright to enjoy your life. You were not put on this earth to carry someone else's shit. And of course, I'm not talking about like when your friend's going through a hard time or when someone in your family is going through a hard time and you're holding space. But we know who I'm talking about. It's 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 the energy vampires. It's those people who are consistently needing to dump their shit on you. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to relieve you of that burden. That doesn't have to be your responsibility. That doesn't have to be your job. And if you know that there's someone that you're going to see around the holidays that does that to you, now is a really good time to start working on your boundaries. Um, and if there is like a situation specific to you, feel free to DM me. I would love to brainstorm things that you can say to that person with you. I love this shit. I, I really believe in the power of setting boundaries. It's changed my life um, for obviously the better. And I would love to be able to help you as well. So you can DM me on Instagram at Nikki Reese underscore, and we can brain brainstorm things for you to feel comfortable. Well, it might feel a little uncomfortable, but what does Brene Brown say? I, I don't remember what it's from, but she says, when you set boundaries, when you're vulnerable, it's just 10 seconds of discomfort and then it's done. It's just 10 seconds where you're telling Aunt Becky that today is not the day and that you are not there to hold space for her negative shit. And it might be kind of awkward and it might kind of hurt her feelings at first. And then it goes away. And now she knows, okay, I can't continue to have these types of interactions with this person. They just set their boundary. 
And you might have to do it a few times. Um, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's definitely worth it. So I hope that that helps you guys out a little bit as far as dealing with toxic family. Um, the last thing that you all said was kind of stressful about the holidays was, and I, I kind of touched on it, um, was the expectation of not just gift giving, but the expectation of showing up to so many different things. And I'm going to put the, I'm going to use the boundary card again for this one, because I think it's another great opportunity before like Christmas day, um, where you see all these family members and everything to practice setting boundaries. You, first of all, it's amazing if you're getting invited to so many like Christmas parties and all of that stuff, but you don't have to go to all of them, especially if you don't have the energy for it. And you are allowed to say no, and it might bum someone out because they would have really loved to have you at their party, but they will, if they are not, a, unless they're like a manipulative, crazy person, they will respect the fact that you said, you know, I just don't have the energy to be in a social situation like that. I really need to conserve my energy and just be home tonight. Or I have something else that came up and I really think that that would pour into me and give me good energy. And I think that that's where I need to be tonight. I'm really sorry to miss your party or your gathering or whatever it is. Um, but I really appreciate you inviting me. And any normal, sane, mentally healthy person will appreciate that, will respect that. They might be bummed, but they will get over it. It is okay to say no. It's absolutely okay to not show up to everything and Really, the only person that's setting those expectations so hard on you is yourself um, because your Aunt Becky will get over it. <laughs> so those are my tools for how to get through the holidays. If I missed something, let me know. I'd love to chat with you guys one-on-one. -on -one. I had a lot of fun um, like gearing up to talk about this episode because there was so much input from all of you. And I think that maybe I'll do that moving forward is put out specific questions from all of you because it feels more like a collaboration. Even though I'm just sitting here talking, it feels more collaborative. Um, I really hope that that was helpful. I think that releasing ourselves of fear of not being enough, releasing the lack mentality is a huge thing around the holidays and setting boundaries, I really think those three tools will hopefully set you up to have a peaceful, joyful holiday. They've really worked for me. I can't wait for Christmas time. I'm so excited to see all of our family members. Um, I don't feel burdened or worried about gifts or anything at all. And that's the peace that I feel from the holidays is what I hope that all of you can experience I know that it gets challenging through our own, you know, through everyone's personal situations, but that's my hope for you. Um, I'm really excited for next week's episode. I'm going to give you guys some really fun ways to ring in the new year. And I'm going to share what I did last year that I really enjoyed doing. And I'm going to do it again this year. Um, and so next week's episode, you can listen to it next week, but I'm going to be, I'll do a very short, like super short meditation that you can listen to on New Year's Eve. Um, 
And I'll give you a couple of journal prompts to use for New Year's Eve, just something to reflect on the year and how to do it positively because sometimes we tend to be hard on ourselves when looking back on the past year. So I'm really looking forward to that episode and I really enjoyed recording this one. I would love to hear from you. Um, You can reach out to me directly on Instagram at Nikki Reese underscore and to check out the Evolve Higher shop, check out evolvehigherco.com.